What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to the Prestige TV podcast. Van Lathan is here. Wazin Lambry is here. We are going to be doing a Hall of Fame episode of The Sopranos because the new movie is coming out at the end of September and we wanted to dive back into that Sopranos world. Now, I asked Van because Van loves the show more than anyone. Dan, let's do it. Let's do a Sopranos episode. The the default for a lot of people is Pine Barrens. That's the one they done. always go to. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're always like, yeah, yeah, Pine Barrens. That's the one. And and I think the people who have rewatched this series a bunch of times, they respect and love that episode. But I don't know if that's the default. Van, what did you tell me? Um, I said it's going to be the Tony and Bobby Bacala fight episode from the last season of The Sopranos. I think that's going to be the one, that's the one that I wanted to do. Pine Barrens is the gold standard for a lot of people. Um, but there's some things missing from that episode for me. Uh, the best episodes of The Sopranos for me are the ones that dig into the heart of darkness that mm-hmm. Tony Soprano has and how he's teetering on the edge of being good family guy and complete narcissist, murderous, villainous asshole. And taking him and putting him in that setting out in the woods with his family, his family and his family, he's literally with his family. And then Bobby is also his family. Uh, And watching kind of what happens as those two worlds collide, I think it tells the most of any episode about Tony Soprano in the whole series. It was. My take on this is Pine Barron's the greatest quirky Sopranos episode. Tony's 
that's that episode's not necessarily centered around Tony. I, I think not really to have, needed. yeah, to have a Pantheon Sopranos episode, we have right. to dive into Tony, like Van said. So I told you we were doing this. What was your reaction? I loved it because I hadn't watched this episode in a really long time, but immediately when you said it, I remember just the terror of watching it the first time, right? Like, there's the scary part about, you know, which we'll get into about Bobby beating up his boss, essentially, which is like, whoa, what's about to happen to him? But just the tension at the table as Tony is slowly escalating and escalating and escalating, like, mm -hmm. I this, this episode stood out to me. That's why I was, like, really excited to talk about it with you guys. This last Soprano season is a little like the last Wire season where it's been discounted when people talk about the legacy of the show and the different runs it had and the iconic characters. And then the last season, some people's disappointment of the season finale and stuff like that. I think the last season is actually really good and accomplishes a lot and takes you in a bunch of different directions. This was the first episode. It's set up. Yeah, I, I can't remember how long the layoff was between season six how they split that up and then this, but I think it was like a year and a half. Like a year and a half, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of anticipation. We knew it was the last season. And they set it up perfectly in classic Soprano style. It's like, oh, we're going to go to the lake. It seems like Tony's going to get pinched. <laughs> we, ha we have the Johnny Sack callback, throws the gun in the snow. FBI shows up at his house. Oh, he oh okay, so now we're going to continue that storyline. And then that gets wrapped up in seven minutes, but not before we get to see the guy take a dump right behind oh, Tony man. in jail. It's uh -huh. just like one of the great cameos that he was had on the show. The guy just drops trow and he's just going to go to town. <laughs> um, but all of a sudden that gets wrapped up and now it's like, oh, we're good. Tony and Carmelo mm -hmm. are going to have a little vacation. They're going to go with his sister who Tony hates, but still Bobby <laughs> and it's the lake and there's, there's birds. Mm -hmm. It's really relaxing. Right. But the true fans of the show know that's usually when the real terror comes, Van. Absolutely. When, when it like, seems it, relaxing. When it seems relaxing, when it seems like everybody has let their guards down, it's when the life rears its ugly head and takes a chunk out of Tony. And at this point in his life, he's dealing with so much. He doesn't feel like himself. He feels like he's less of a man than he was before. He still thinks despite being up unassuming drivers in the back of Satrials for no reason, uh, he still thinks that they look at him like less of a man. And he's he feels himself. There's this big, huge thing with New York that's coming. T T Tony's in a place where, like, he feels a little bit backed into a corner. There's a lot that's, like, been on him. And so he was looking to take it out on somebody, which is what he always does. Someone always becomes the dumpster for Tony Soprano's trash feelings. Always. And he was looking for someone to dump it on. And Bobby, who is, as far as mobsters go, is maybe the most lovable mobster ever. in the history of any yep. mob show ever. Yep. Ever. If they were going to put somebody there to kick Tony's ass where the whole audience was going to be like, like Carmela said, serves you right, it was going to be Bobby. And you know what's so, why it's perfect that it's Bobby is that <laughs> Tony's such a self-loathing guy. A lot of the time, like most of the series, he's projecting his self-loathing onto Bobby when he's like calling him a fat fuck and, yep. and all of that. Like when he's always 
sort of using Bobby as a whipping boy as a stand-in for himself because Tony so obviously hates himself. And so Bobby is usually the guy getting the brunt of that. Like the other day, because I recently started rewatching The Sopranos for maybe like the third or fourth time. Um, the first scene that Tony and, and Bobby are in together, uh, this truce is sort of called between Junior and Tony and Bacalao goes <laughs> to the victor, goes all the spoils. And Tony's like, get your fat ass get out, out of here. Get out of here. Out of fucking here. idiot. <laughs> it's like perfectly sets up what their relationship is going to be for the rest of the series. Like Bobby just being a nice dude. Like, all right, bygones is bygones. You guys won. You know, to the victor goes the spoils. Tony just being a monster as always. Well, we never saw anyone challenge Tony who was underneath him in the hierarchy. Right. right? We saw family challenge him. Family was always his weak mm -hmm. spot. Uncle June, uh, his, his sister, his yep. mom. So, and Bobby would have never challenged him under normal circumstances, but now he's married into the family. Right. There's a lot of liquor. That is one of the best, the setup of it. We get to see Carmela do her terrible karaoke. Mm -hmm. They're throwing it down. They're playing Monopoly. They're arguing about, you know, what the rules are. We're saying, all very family-oriented. A mon Monopoly, a game that lends itself to family drama. I always say, only do cocaine and drink mon and play Monopoly with people that you trust. <laughs> right, like, it, like, though, like I'm, I'm telling you, and I've never done one, and I do, and one I've done a lot of. I'll let the audience figure that out. But but you, it, if you're sitting down and you're playing Monopoly with people and yeah. they're not like your people, it's going to get ugly. It's a long-ass fucking game and people got different rules. And especially if you had a couple of drinks, it's gonna, they're going to be arguments in Monopoly. Yeah, there's... I, in college and after college, like multiple, like major arguments about Monopoly. <laughs> what the fuck? How, why you put hundred dollars in free parking? So so identifiable. Yeah, I don't give. I, I don't, it's, it's always happens. I don't give a fuck how they play where you from. We don't do that. So pick that money. I don't give a fuck how they play where you from. Well, that's not how we play. So put the money back. You know what I mean? It's just it, it's it's perfect writing. One of my high school friends, Scott Carino who used to trash talk and for some reason would always get like the perfect rolls. And then he would like hand out $20, but like, could you roll the dice for me? I'll give you $20. Like he was one of those guys. And one of, like fight him at the table. But yeah, so we, you see all the wine, you see the Monopoly board, you're like, oh, this isn't going to go good. Mm -hmm. But all these years later, this was March, 2007, we're almost 15 years later. It's hard to overstate how shocking it was when Bobby started side-eyeing him and you're watching it in the moment, not knowing anything. And you're like, oh no, Bobby, settle down. No, no, yeah. no. Settle down, Bobby. <laughs> Set, check that. Don't, that stink eye, don't do that again, Bobby. And then he does it again and then fucking throws the sucker punch and the next two minutes are the most exciting two minutes of the show leading to was a, a Douglas Tyson level upset. I think Tony goes into this fight. I don't care that he's been shot a year ago. They're both yeah. drunk. I think he's still like a minus 900 favorite, right? <laughs> yeah, minus and 800? All, and all we've ever seen is Tony just brutalize people. Like, there's never been any scenario where he was physically threatened, but Bobby is like the same size as him, is, if not bigger. And he takes him down. And it's, it, that moment is so scary because it's like, we know what Tony's done to people for way less 
offenses. Mm. And when Bobby just runs out of the crib and he's like, oh shit, I'm about to die behind this. It's just such a crazy exciting moment and again the way they built it up and that's the coolest thing about the writing on the show so much of what's happening in the dialogue there's a lot simmering underneath it like mm. the, the convo at the monopoly table that convo that Carm and uh janice have where janice is talking about killing like actually murdering her ex and mm -hmm. carmella thinks that she's talking shit again as she's done so many times in the past like, so many things are happening on two two tracks at the same time in this show. And that's why I think it's freaking genius, man. <laughs> that Monopoly scene from beginning to end is just perfectly crafted. No surprise. Mm -hmm. This is probably the best show ever made. But right. even the, the Monopoly house yes. getting stuck in his cheek. <laughs> yeah. And then uh -huh. Carmella takes it off. And then it cuts to the Monopoly house with the blood on it. Mm -hmm. And it, and the parallel of like that with the actual, this was Bobby's dream house, which has now been tarnished forever. Bobby, like seeing Tony on the ground and then just kind of looking around, <laughs> he just mm -hmm. leaves, backs yeah. his car into a tree. Um, oh, also, before the fight happens, you know, like, so with that last time where Bobby's like, all right, man, just chill out. It's enough. That's my wife, blah, blah, blah. Like, Tony, he looks at him, and you automatically know Tony's about to take it there. He can't help himself. that's uh -huh. just what he does. We He's watch just him a dick. Right. Season after asshole. season after season. And then he goes under the boardwalk. <laughs> and, all, and also, you know that you, you, you know that Tony's ego is not going to allow Never. Bobby. Ever. It's Bobby's house. Is Bobby's table is all of that. Is Bobby's ego, wife is Bobby's <laughs> wife. Tony's ego is not Never. going to allow Bobby to take any ownership in that situation. It's just not going to work. Something else about this is this is the first time, if I remember, that we see extreme violence from Bobby. Bobby has has made his way in the mafia, and you know. They talk about it in that episode that he's done other stuff, but he's never, you know, put a button on anybody. He's never, he's never uh, killed anyone. And he's almost seen as like the lovable mobster, like I said before. But this is a reminder that Tony's not the only tough guy in every room that he walks into. Right, Bobby. Remember, Bobby had just lost a bunch of weight. There was that the whole thing where he was playing basketball that time, and Tony was admiring him because he was so athletic and he whoops his ass and you know there's gonna be a point in tony's career as the mob boss where he's not gonna be the big swinging dick in every room and now he has to deal with the fact that he's not even the big swinging dick in his own fucking family yeah you know and I mean? we, when you die back in this world and i think we all you know hbo will do the the uh, binge watch and it's just on all the time. We're like, oh, fuck. All right, now I'll watch this one. I'll watch this one. And Gandolfini is always the thing that jumps out. Just uh -huh. what an incredible actor he is. And he's had movies in the past too, like uh, me and Van's favorite 8mm. But, oh. you know, his his true romance guy, there's this gleam so in his amazing. eye as he's yeah. torturing the other character in the scene mm -hmm. that nobody has. And that the Monopoly scene taps into that where he sees Bobby drunk and getting mad. And this is like a free pass for him. Oh, I'm going to just fuck with Bobby. And he's singing the Under the Boardwalk. <laughs> and it's like, with Janice and a dick in her mouth. And Bobby's <laughs> yeah. like, fuck this. And just right. punches him. <laughs> but it was like, Tony lives for this shit. Just fucking with people, using his power. 
using his superiority. This is basically the whole premise of the show. And Bobby's the first person who basically says, no, you're not doing this. Yeah. yeah and it was so dope too. what they're doing. What, what the writers do is show you the, the sort of internal just rot and decay and just damage of the Soprano family. And mm. once you, once you're in proximity of these people, it's going to touch you. It's going to get you no matter what. To the point where they, like, the, the point of them showing you that Bobby hasn't killed anybody, and then they bring up back up the point, just in case you forgot, Janice has. Like, it's crazy. Like, even the people who aren't in the mafia, like, Janice is not a mob member, but she's even murdered somebody herself, and Bobby hasn't. And, of course, by the end of the episode, Bobby's been touched by the Soprano death touch and just mm -hmm. and that's you know it. the damage and it's you yeah. know now his life is set on a course then it also ties into everybody's family is fucked up everybody yeah. there's yeah. nobody who's like oh my family oh, yeah. lights out we have oh yeah 20 20 <laughs> extended family members and all of them are normal everybody's yeah. got shit going on oh, yeah. the sopranos you know they go to that lake house and they go hey how you doing meanwhile like <laughs> tony's sister just killed her the guy she was with before bobby um, Tony hates his sister. Tony and Carmela have just had this roller coaster ride of whatever. Like they, they're bringing all these skeletons to the lake house, mm -hmm. and then they all come out of the ground van. So, do you remember when when uh, she kills Richie April? Oh yeah. Okay, so she kills Richie, which just is a one of the great things the show does is it runs a through line through the Soprano family, and it shows you all the ways that they're are alike, right? So Richie hits her. She comes back down. She kills Richie, right? She can't deal with it. She freaks out. That is one of the greatest scenes in television history. Mm. Grabs her mouth. Oh my God, I cannot believe he did this. And she goes, she actually goes, shit. Like I'm in this situation that she walks away, goes and gets a gun, come back and kills him. This is the disdain that Tony has for his sister. He's putting her on a Greyhound bus to get her out of town. And he's, she asks him, like, what did you do with them? And Tony says, we put him on a little hill overlooking the brook. This water. We buried him. It was very <laughs> dope. It was cool. It was and she goes, really? He goes, what the fuck do you care? <laughs> like, 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 get on the bus and get the fuck out of here. So that there is deep, like, in the moment that she's dealing with murdering the man that she loves, he takes time out to fuck with her. So there's deep dysfunction that is running through this family, right? Deep dysfunction. This is familiar to me. In my house, these family reunions is how we learned about how these people hated each other. It's how we learned. My dad, my, my two of my uncles would be there. And my dad would be like, yeah, you don't know. Back in 75, he stole his girl. You never know that. Your auntie, she was with him first. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. They were dating about three, four months. Hey, don't say nothing. Let him, let him go. Let him go. Let's see how they figure it out. And that's like the type of shit that would happen, right? But just, it's just the stakes are raised here because... This guy will actually have you killed. And he is also the, not just, Bobby's up against two things. Number one, he'll be killed. And number two, it's how he gets money. Right. He gets money. This through his this boss. Guy. This, guy is his, this, this guy is his boss. So, it, like, in that moment, um, Bobby is rising up and doing his thing. But it's also the only time someone failed to remind themselves that Tony Soprano was Tony Soprano. Oh, the well, he's his, he's his boss, but they're in the murdering crime business. That's it. It's like a whole other level. <laughs> right. of, that's my boss. It's like, oh, my boss is mad. I'm going to 
I'm going to be in a parking lot tomorrow, seven feet under. They set mm-hmm. up this. The other thing this show does, which I had forgotten, I shouldn't have forgotten, but they're he's on the boat before they have the fight, Tony and Bobby, mm-hmm. and, he and they're him. and they're talking about getting whacked yeah, about he, like he, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did, and Bobby has that line where he says something like, I, don't, I never I never did it, but I did other stuff. But, but Bobby says, when you get whacked, I don't think you hear it. Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah, it's, yeah. And people have always thought, like, Chase planted that in this episode for what was the last scene going to be, where it's like, he looks up, he doesn't hear it, we don't hear anything, it just goes black. Mm-hmm. So that's the case if you think Tony died in the last episode, which I think most people do. That's the case that they sprinkled that little breadcrumb there. But that's a really interesting scene because he, they're hanging out as like brother-in-laws, brothers-in-law. Um, and yet he, Bobby still works for Tony. Bobby still reveres Tony. The other thing was Bobby, I mean, if there's a flaw in this show and why I think if you're going to make the case for The Wire over this show as just like a superior show, the acting in The Wire across the board, I think is better. There's some... Actors in The Sopranos over the years were like, oh man, they really <laughs> scraped the bottom of the barrel of that person. Bobby was somebody that got better as the show yeah, went along. 100%. And by the by this episode, I was struck by how good he is in this episode. Yeah. Like he's actually a really good actor. He does good things. He walks us through some stuff. I would not have guessed he was able to do that in like season three, right? The 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 way he plays his shock at the Soprano family behavior, like while hat, like now that he's intimate with them, like right. that he's spending lake house vacations with them, like the way he does that to be like, yo, like he's reminding us as an audience, like these people are fucking monsters. Like he is so horrified by them right. that every single turn when he's like, Tone, come on. Or he's like, what the? And he's like, Janice, like, he's just like, you, like, I can't deal with you people. And this is my wife. <laughs> he says at one like, point. What the fuck? Like, who does this? And to get back to what Van says and what you say about Chase and, and the writers setting stuff up, when Janice is talking to Carmela about, you know, Tony's actually a lot more like his mother than he would like to admit. Like, I'm a bit of a hothead. I fucking murdered my boyfriend right after he smacked me in the mouth. Tony, he's not going to get Bobby back by killing him. He's like, Mm. I'll get a more vindictive way of getting him back and fucking up his whole life and his psyche by making him do that hit at the end of the episode. They just do these beautiful things along the way and it's just fucking perfect. Yeah, Tony's like, playing chess with how to fuck mm-hmm. people up. <laughs> yep. the, the checkers is just, they come back and two days later, Bobby's never seen again. It's like, what happened to Bobby? He went to go get some milk. Oh, he's yeah. gone. And Janice knowing immediately, oh, Tony killed Bobby. That's not what Tony, Tony wanted to take away the one thing that Bobby had, which was, I'm in this business with all these bad people and all these crimes and murders and my safety's always in peril, but I've never killed anybody. Like he was right. proud of it. Yeah. Tony's like, all right, you beat me in this fight where you got the sucker punch. He keeps coming back to it. Right. Keeps bringing Tony it knows. up. He's like, That's no, no, you-, you beat me fair and square. And then he's like, well, but you did sucker punch me. Well, I did get shot a year ago. <laughs> well, yeah. I am four years older than you. He's got seven excuses. <laughs> and then finally he's like, all right, this is the one way I can get this guy back. I'm going to take this thing away from him. And he does. Mm-hmm. And he's and that. That's the kind of stake setting that he does, right? It's like, I don't have to kill you. I can take the you of you from you. I can take who you are from you. 
and then put you in that place for the Bobby. Obviously, when he was talking about that, it was obvious he liked the fact that he had never killed anyone. Bobby don't want to kill nobody. Bobby was the mob's nurse for years. His job yeah. was to take care of Junior. Now he wanted to move up, and he even talked about wanting to move up. But that was a part of him that he he liked. But Tony, he Tony knew that. And that's what being the boss about. Tony always had to be able to see the angles and know how to press people and know how to make people into what they want to be and what they don't want to be. And that's the way he got back at him. Just an asshole dick move. Tony Soprano at the end of it becomes the all-time dick of dicks. He's the worst. Like he's, you he's couldn't, the worst. He, there was no one, like you couldn't introduce Tony, every woman that Tony got introduced to. Oh yeah? How you doing? Every right. single time he was just, he was fucking everything, killing everything. And exploiting everyone. Yeah. And and the other thing that they did in the episode, because Bobby says, my dad never wanted for me. And Tony's like, damn. Yeah. yeah because your dad was a stone a killer. killer. And, he, and he kept them away from that. Whereas Tony's dad was shooting his mom's hair to do with a freaking pistol. Right? Like, right. he shot at his mom's head. So it's like, it shows you the contrast of the... You know, the upbringings of what makes Tony into a monster. It's like, look at his parentage. Like, look mm -hmm. look who reared this dude as a youngin, as opposed to Bobby, whose dad was like, nah, I want to shield you from this. Well, and then the other piece of that is he's mad at Janice for telling the story. Right. right. He knows it's that like, it's bad. He, he's right. still keeping this facade that he's a good person. It's like, Tony, he came we all know you're family. a piece of shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> this story is not changing our opinion of you and the Soprano family. Like, you're right. a piece of shit. But yeah, he's like really mad. Like, hey, man. And that, you know, he's probably more like his mom. Janice is probably more like the dad. I think in the movie, the dad's played by Ray Liotta. The mom was like just a psychological chess master yeah. you know and all she wanted to do was just kind of fuck people up mm. and that's yeah. tony's more that side than the uh than the johnny side right tony tony blames his mother for everything because remember yeah. johnny boy wanted to get out of the mob and he wanted to take the family he wanted to move and they was gonna move to reno man. they was gonna move to <laughs> reno they was gonna get away from it. and and i'm Three years, the Soprano family will be totally legitimate. I promise you. You know what I mean? Um, so they wanted to get out and they wanted to they wanted to move and she didn't let them. So Tony looks back to, and this is so often true, Tony looks back to almost everything in his life as a result of who his mother was, which is exactly who he becomes exactly like. Exactly like, which is another reason why he can't get along with his sister. Because she is impulsive, she is headstrong, she is all of the things that Johnny Boy was while he is brooding and and uh, I don't want to bring his mental illness into it, but he's brooding, he's conniving, he's calculating, he's all the things that his mother was. Well, one of the great things about this show, and I think the best shows do this, they keep bringing in new characters. Like Chris and I did a rewatchables about Miami Vice, the TV show, and we were saying like the biggest mistake that show made is it just kind of never introduced new people. Sopranos was always introducing new people as a way to basically throw a rock in the water and, mm -hmm. and cause some splashes. And Janice, you know, became this foil for Tony as, as she got more and more run and was kind of the one person he couldn't figure out how to disarm, right? He could ultimately with Carmela, like that's the wife, that's the mom of his kids, but they can get divorced. He can get away from her. Uh -huh. He can get away from all the people he works with, but the sister is like this labyrinth that he just can't, he can't figure it out. She just gets to him. She fucking annoys him. Even when he tries to, 
you know, like, <laughs> so to go back to what Van said, like at the beginning of, I guess it's season two or season three, whenever, um, after killing Richie, so I guess it's the beginning of season three, you know, uh, the mom dies and Tony calls it for the funeral. <laughs> like your mother just died. You have to right. come back. Like it's, it's imperative that you do so. And she's like, what about that other thing? He's like, who, Richie? Is it with this protection? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's always fixing things for these people, even for his family. You know, AJ, a lot of this, we see this a lot with AJ, even as they're screwing things up along the way. In a weird way, in a weird way, and this, you see this a lot with a lot of alpha males. In a weird way, Tony is most indebted to the people who have disappointed him, right? Like he, in, in a weird way, the people that challenge like those types, you just got to get rid of the challenge. But Tony, in a weird way, is most indebted to the people that he thought should have done more from him, and they did. Yeah. He talks about this. Janice ran out of the house. Mm-hmm. left him by himself mm-hmm. to deal with all the craziness with his parents. And he, after all of this time, is still looking for an explanation of why she did that, of why she didn't stay home and take the slings and the arrows with him and how she could do that, still kind of looking for her love in a little while. That's why you, you would think that if he hated her so much, hey, you kill Richie April. Great. Go rot in jail. Like, he was a problem for me anyway. Nah, he fixes it. Every time she, he gave her the house. Every time she needs something, just like the situation was with his mom, every time she needs something, he's right there. He's right there because, like, there's something deep down inside of him that can't figure out why he was never good enough for her to protect. And that's really how you get to guys like Tony Soprano. You get there by having them, by, like, praying on, remember the, he never had to make his of a, of a, of a varsity athlete thing? Which oh is the funniest gosh. thing in television history? Oh, like yeah. When my Junior goodness, started to dude. go, it's like he never had to make us of a varsity, <laughs> ass, of a varsity athlete. <laughs> oh man, so like good. that would drive Tony because anyone who didn't look at him as the king of everything, he was obsessed with it. He just wanted to know why. I'm Tony Soprano. Even when he loses this fight, he looks at Carmela and he goes, "He's he's wondering if she's gonna think less of him." I was there. When I took Dominic Tedesco at Pizza World, you loved it. It's <laughs> just like he we knows what makes people tick. He, he knows he, what makes people tick, and if they can see through him and see to his insecurity, that's actually how you get him to stick around and show up for you. If you're, if you're, if you prove that you're not who he thinks he is, or whatever. Uncle, Uncle June was really good at that for sure. Because again, recently I watched the the um the oral sex episode where. <laughs> you know, it gets out that Uncle June likes to perform oral sex on his woman, which is like in the mob. It's like, how Ugh. could how could you ever do that? I don't go down to Boca enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so they're at their little golf, they're at their golf outing. And Uncle June again brings up like that, you know, he brought his homies to watch him play baseball and he dropped a fly ball or something stupid. That there was no reason to do that, but he knew he could cut Tony down with his, right. you know, his his foibles as an athlete. And Tony starts going, All right, all right, now I'm gonna talk about something you don't like. And he just keeps going and going <laughs> and going. So we've seen Tony do this, even when he did like he'll take a hit and then he's gonna come back and do the super vindictive thing. He's just such a great character. Hey, one of my favorite things about Tony is like, I bought you this 
or I did this for you. <laughs> yeah. And I, you, I'm good here. I don't actually have to work on our relationship, spend yeah. time with you. I got you this. And even with AJ, I think at the end of the season six, right? He get he gets him like the construction job, right? And gets mm-hmm. him get, this is really important to him. But by the time we get to season seven, AJ's what working at a pizza place. He's working he's at Beans. He's pizzeria. <laughs> yeah. No, but by but by the end of it, he's I think he's doing something with scripts or something like that. By the end, right? Yeah. AJ is yeah doing something. He, he just can't figure out how to have relationships really with anybody. The only relationship he loves is power, which is why, why, as you mentioned, you know, the mortality of him as a bad guy, which he doesn't really realize till that fight. Like he knew he got shot. He fought through, he came back. But what he, what he never realized until that moment is like, oh man, I'm, I'm getting close I to 50. Straight get a, get beat up. Now. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was one of the things with Tony that was so believable compared to like, even God, the Godfather, Michael Corleone, who's like, you know, little five, seven Italian guy. And he had to be menacing just by like the looks on his face and like the things he could do. But he couldn't actually like kick somebody's ass the way like Sonny, who's wearing like the sleeveless white t-shirts with the muscles. And you feel like well, Sonny could actually fight. Like he goes and he beats the shit out of uh, Carlo. Carl, yeah. Yeah. And the, and the thing, and it's like, all right, that's believable. This guy is somebody who takes care of business. Tony always had that. And then in this episode, imposing, it goes away. Yeah. yeah, this episode, it gets compromised, which was great. But the, the family stuff, um, this show and The Wire for me are the two that I can always go back into the world and I'm just happy. I'm happy to be in this fucked up place with Tony. Mm-hmm. Like the blowjob scene in this sh- in this episode where we just <laughs> see Tony lying on his back. He's like, oh, 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 like dying. <laughs> you, think, you think it's somebody? Is something okay. happening? Like what's going on? Okay. And like most actors like botch that, but he does it, and there's like real joy. Like yeah. you know, it, it's just really funny. We gotta talk about some of the funnier parts of the episode because I think that's what carries this show and the wire is the comedy is just. On another level, yeah. The, uh, the throw away the lines, like the with the point to the deer head. He he's he can't do it. He's stuffed or whatever. They say. They're <laughs> like, <laughs> like very early on in the episode, metal's like, what was that show of force about? Like, I the show always made fun of metal's choosy ass liberalism. It's like really right. metal. Like yeah. you anti police. You know what your dad be doing? Like it's like really metal or. Mm. The part where Bobby's talking about how his grandfather got to the country, <laughs> he's like, he couldn't get in through the normal means because he was a criminal, basically, in Italy. So he had to come in through Canada. And then afterwards, he says, I'll tell you what, they need to build a wall right now. I'm like, oh <laughs> right. my God, that is so fucking perfect. Like, right. you're a criminal right now. Your grandfather was a fucking criminal. But you're like, yeah, nobody build else Build a wall so it. nobody else can come it's in. You're so exploiting bad. the whole country. <laughs> oh my it's, God. It's, it's, it's no, but, perfect. Like, and, and that was and and that was funny. Like when um when uh when Meadows' car got broken into, when Meadows' car got broken into, and Tony was being racist, and Tony was <laughs> and Tony was being like, she was like a black guy, wouldn't you know that? Like, and I'm thinking to myself, dog, like you're a criminal. Like you're not a criminal. You're the criminal. It's like, great. Like, God, this is so so funny, man. It's so great. Funny. The and part- that, that to me, to be honest with you, that's what separates this show from The Wire. The Wire is a better show than Sopranos. I think The Wire is the greatest show that's ever happened. The Sopranos is more entertaining. It's a it's the most entertaining show that I think has ever been on, uh, because. 
the show is consistently funny. Like I watch all of these interviews with these mobsters. Don't ask me why. I spend hours on YouTube watching interviews with Michael Francis and all of these guys. And every second sentence, these guys misuse a word. <laughs> and like every second sentence, these guys misuse a word. He'll say something like, that's why, you know, when I speak, I use a lot of dichotomy in my language. And you'll be like, no. Yeah. Like, you'll be like, no. And, and like, that happens consistently Always. on The Sopranos, no matter Always. what the level of the mobster's intelligence is. Tony's one of the smartest guys around. He does it all the time. All the and these time. guys really do it in real life. It's just, I'm just, that, I'm just using that as an aside. Well, I really miss this show. It was fun. I do too. One of the great things about it, and it's a lot like The Wire. I don't feel like Game of Thrones is like this necessarily, or some of the other ones are Breaking Bad. The Sopranos and The Wire, I can just jump into any season, any episode, and I'm right in the season. And I'm, and I'm, my wife always has this joke about like with these shows that we used to like when we rewatch them. And she's always like, oh, my friends are back. Like she feels like the characters oh, are yeah. the friends. Yeah. And it's like with The Sopranos, I know these are all horrible people, but it's like, these people that we spent 110 episodes with or whatever, mm -hmm. and then it ends. And then you go back and you rewatch it and you get to relive it. And the wire was like this too. And it's like, it's just like having some of these people on my TV, you know? Yeah. And I, I just think the themes of the two shows are very resonant. Like obviously family is going to be resonant from here until forever. And within the wires case is like institutional decay. And I'm like, yep. yeah. 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 <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Older I get. Yeah. 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 Well, can you yeah. imagine the Sopranos in 2021 with the Meadow character? Yeah. The directions oh, they could have gone look, with that and her torturing look, Tony. We talked She's about this with BLM. Before, before we got on here. Uh, um, yesterday when we spoke, Bill, uh, you were like, we might have missed an opportunity with uh, White Lotus. I think White Lotus did a lot of that, that work of critiquing yep. the idea of a certain type of self-identified liberal, blah, 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 and sort of turning it on its head, like a commentary and a critique on that. Th yeah, they would have did a lot with that Meadow character, you know. Um, it's yeah, just it's funny, like when Carmella, when Tony's yelling at Carmella, but she's like, he's like, you did tell me to chill out and drink. And then he said, but you should have insisted. <laughs> right. Like, oh my God. So, that is just great. Last thing I'll say. Yeah. And I have a I have a theory about this. Tony's a bad guy and these characters are bad, but I think we love them because they're actually not so bad. So this is what I mean. Tony's like a terrible guy, right? But terrible is really about like when we hear about people that do really terrible things, the reason why they're super terrible to us is because we really can't relate to them. I think about one season, one thing in Tony's, uh, one scene in The Sopranos that is a great indication of who Tony Soprano is and why we love him and why we love the character. Remember when Melfi got beat up? Yeah. Or she got like, was like she got assaulted? Yeah, that was one of the most important episodes. Right. She's sitting down and she's talking to Tony, right? She's talking to Tony about it and there's tension about whether or not she's going to tell him. Poll everybody who's watching the season, who's watching the show. They want her, her to, to tell him. him. Yeah. They desperately want her to tell him. Because the reason being is that as bad as Tony is, there are not very many people who wouldn't want a Tony Soprano in their life. Somebody who was willing to do anything, good or bad, willing to go to any place, good or bad, on behalf of you. 
And like, as fucked up as he is, there was something inside of him that if he really, really believed that somebody that was close to him was compromised, that he would burn up heaven and hell to make them feel better and to make it right, no matter who he had to hurt. And he was going to hurt some people who deserved it and probably some people who didn't deserve it. So there was still something inside of Tony that was relatable that we got. It wasn't the terrible parts of him. When you people think about Tony, what you really think of is, oh, he's not so bad. But if you step back and you look at it, it's pretty fucking bad. Well, you know what? This goes back to Van when you and I talked about uh, Michael K. Williams and the Omar character. Uh-huh. Tony did have a code. He did. And it was really fucked up and disagreed with some of the premises of that code. But we knew he had the code and he never deviated from it. And every decision he made was kind of based on that code, which I think the best TV shows, you can have that complicated character. But if they have the code, Waz is like this. Waz has a code. Ben Simmons, viola- <laughs> ben Simmons violated the code for Waz. Waz is out. I'm out. I'm out. I know, I'm out. I know Waz well enough to know. Like, there's certain things you can't do with Waz. Um, and, but and yeah, that's imp- the thing. It's important. You know, I know we did mention it, but it is important, like, to mention James Gandolfini's performance because, like, yeah. yes, he's the, the best. The, like, the way he could play the menace, but then do the puppy dog eyes thing. And, like, where he goes, yeah, but, you know, it's my mother. And what kind of son doesn't do this and that? Like, his his ability to be just Satan and just a sad little puppy dog little boy who is lost. Like, his ability to play those two poles. Or a guy's so guy or a, or a guy who can seduce right. whoever. And he, yeah, right. He, like, you believe these Gumars were into him. Like, yeah. I could believe that they wanted Tony for sure. Like, 100% of when he do something romantic for Karm or something nice for... Just like Christopher and the Russian Gumar who were just two complete fuck-ups. And the amount of times that he would, like, take up for them and help them out and obviously eventually ended up killing Chris. Yeah. But, like, you know? Yeah. That's how the story is. But he tried yeah. along the way. He did. Well, I have to go see my Gumar. Um, I will, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Out. That's a joke. Bill, Those are jokes. I just want to wake up Van. Um, oh, Kyle, please take that out. <laughs> uh, no, the... Uh, the Sopranos movie's coming out at the end of September. I'm so Super glad we excited. did this. Van yep. yeah. Waz, great to see you guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this with me. Always. Of course. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.